Sometimes photographs are special. Sometimes they actually move. It's called a cinemagraph. We'll find out more with Frederick Van Johnson on this episode of Behind the Shot. Hello and welcome to Behind the Shot, where we try to get inside the mind of great photographers by taking a closer look at some of their work from conception to completion and any of those weird little surprises we all know about that happen in between. I'm Steve Brazel. I'm your host. And this is episode number one. So I have to give kind of a different intro probably than what I would normally do, because the person that I have as my guest today is somebody I've been a fan of for a long time. And I had the idea for this podcast years and years ago. And it's one of those ideas that, you know, we all have that someday I'm going to do a podcast and I never implemented it. And then recently I participated in a project with this photographer. And uh, after doing that project, I was hooked. I had to do it. And so in many, many ways, this person is greatly responsible for the fact that I'm even doing this at this point. So with that said, this is the great Frederick Van Johnson. Frederick, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks for having me on, man. I like I like the word the great around Frederick. Sounds like Frederick the Great. I had other adjectives that I was going to use, uh, attractive stuff like that, but none of them kind of flowed off the tongue as well. I like, I'll, I'm going to use the great, I'm going to embrace the great. <laughs> so let, let me see if I've got your, your litany of accomplishments, you know, under wraps here. First of all, photographer, yeah. you are the brains behind the well-known podcast network this week in photo. Yeah, some, uh, you would, are some would call also, me the cat herder, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least they're cats and not, you know, lions. Exactly. Uh, you are also a marketing coach and you founded Media Bytes. Explain to me real quick, what, what is Media Bytes? Media Bytes is uh, designed to be a, a bite-sized learning resource for photographers. So kind of, or photographers and creative professionals. So kind of like a, uh, you know, it's, yeah, a lofty goal would be to anywhere, be anywhere near a lynda.com or a Kelby training. The, the idea behind what I'm building with Media Bytes is, hence the byte, small bite-sized pieces of information that, or micro training courses that take you through a very vertical thing that you want to know. For example, podcasting, right? So we're going to deploy a podcasting course on there that will, in about 30 to 40 minutes, teach you pretty much everything you know in order to get started with podcasting rather than stretch it over eight hours, 10 hours or whatever. So, so it's, it's nutshell, not that's what it is. photography related then. No, it's not. It's, you know, I'm a photographer. So obviously the, 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 the first thrust is going to be on photography, but it's for photographers and creative professionals, whether they be photographer, image makers or musicians or, you know, whatever, as long as you are creating stuff, Media Bytes will likely have something for you. Okay. So, and people can find Media Bytes just really quick. It's Media Bytes, but it's spelled like the computer bytes, right? B Y T E S? That's correct. MediaBytes.com, B Y T E S. Okay. You're also on the board of trustees for the Brooks Institute, which I didn't I see some news about them yesterday? You did. Absolutely. Yeah. So Brooks changed hands. So the, the school was owned by CEC, Career Education Corporation, and uh, has recently or is in the process as we record this in the process of changing hands to another company, another company that owns several schools, much like Brooks did. 
And uh, with that change, we're going to be instituting a lot of interesting and cool things to bring the school up to date in terms of the way we dis- we we train students both locally in Ventura and Santa Barbara, California and globally. So you're going to stay on the board is is the plan right now, at least. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. OK. Uh, also, I mentioned public speaker in demand. You're at many, many of the photo conferences. You're an educator yourself as well. Uh, I mean, at this point, it sounds like if I said you invented air, I would probably (laughs) not be far away. You'd be lying, but yeah, yeah. I I invented one of the molecules that's present in air. No. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You and but you licensed it, so you get it. I licensed it. I licensed it back to the universe. So you know that's how I keep the lights on around here. Um. So with that in mind, let's let's get into your shot. And before I bring the shot up on screen, um, I just want to talk about the shot a little bit, because when you first showed me this shot, and I think I told you this story, but when you first showed me this shot, I sat in front of my computer and I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I sat in front of my computer for probably five, maybe even 10 minutes staring at this shot. Score. Because this shot really evokes um, uh, a reaction, an, an emotion of some sort. And the longer you look, the more the reaction is. The longer you look at it, it actually gets a little creepy after a while. I, I just think that this shot is so phenomenal. And before I bring it up, just to, to give it a, an intro, do you have a title for it? You know, um, there's a title on there, but, you know, right now I'm, I'm kind of leaving it untitled. You know, it's it's kind of untitled because I, I I think leaving it untitled leaves leaves a little more to the imagination for what it what's happening in the shot itself. There is the shot. And what I find interesting about this shot, I've I've got a couple of things I want to go through. First of all, let's give credit where credit is due. The model name here is who? Oh, geez, you would ask me that, wouldn't you? Uh, But I I also would have it with me just in case. Yes, I've, I hope you Hatch, have it there. Right? Say again. Rayleigh Hatch. There you go. Rayleigh. Yes. Thank she you. is absolutely beautiful in this. Her posture, everything I love about it. But the first thing that you will notice about this shot, those of you that are watching, is there's an object that's moving. So this is not a still photograph. Explain that to me. Yeah, that's interesting. So first of all, with Rayleigh and sorry, Rayleigh, for forgetting your name, but, you know, brain cells are going daily. Um, But Rayleigh is an amazing model. First of all, she this shot and I'll explain how why we did the shot and how we did it in a second. But this shot, she just, you know, with very little direction, got the exact pose that I wanted for one, two. She looks very like mature in this shot. She's a mature person, but she is only 18 years old. I think she's 18 or 19 years old, um, but on her way to, to doing big things. So, so your question was, how did we do the shot or what, well, how should I start? Well, actually, my, my question is, this obviously is not a still photograph. No, it's not. No. So what this, is this exactly called? A cinemagraph, right? This technically is called a cinemagraph. Yeah. And a cinemagraph is where you take a what should be or what is a still photo and introduce a bit of motion into it to further sell the story. And I made this one with a piece of software from a, from a company called Flixel, F-L-I-X-E-L. And the software is called Cinemagraph Pro. And it is, I mean, I got to tell you, it's, 
you know, when you look at a shot like this, a lot of people, especially I'm sure your audience is saying, yeah, I could do that in Photoshop or I can do that in After Effects or whatever. And so could I, but this software makes it so easy to, to accomplish what you're trying to do. In this case, the rocking horse um, looping motion there that it allows you to focus more on the storytelling and the artisanship of the image rather than the post-production technicalities of how to, how to execute on that, that, you know, that vision. So in, in the case of this shot, the, this was shot on 4k. So with a Panasonic GH4, it was shot on 4k and this is just a so clip. This is, just, this is literally a video shot. Correct. This is a frame grab from video that I brought into Cinemagraph Pro and then with the mouse painted over the area that I wanted to have in motion. We can get into more of the, the, the actual on the set, how the shot was accomplished. But, you know, in post-production, essentially that was it, you know, was to take the video clip in there and paint over where you want the motion to keep to occur and loop, do some other things and boom, you're done. It's fascinating to me because as I'm watching, again, the longer you watch this thing, and, and I'm trying to watch your face as you're talking, but I'm stuck watching that rocking chair. Because it's and defying the laws of nature, right? At, at some is. point, gravity should take over and stop the horse, right? But it doesn't. Think. But what I love is the shadows are moving too. And, and not only that, but I love, well, okay. First of all, did you take stills while you were there too? Because if you stop the loop on this, it's an amazing still photograph without the movement. I want to clearly state that does not have to be moving for this to be amazing. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, for this particular shot, I did not take any still photographs. And this shot, I'll tell you, took us all in. You know, there's multiple elements in here. So there's obviously the motion, the rocking horse. It's in an interesting location. There's a fog layer in there. There's the model that. Well, let, that is, you know what? You, you just mentioned something I want to touch on before we yeah. go into the fog and stuff. Yeah. And that is the location mm -hmm. when, because here's, here's what I find interesting about this shot. This, what I type, what I do, the type of photography that I do is event style photography. I capture what's in front of me. This requires, this demands pre-visualization. You've got to picture this in your head. So I'm curious from a process point of view, do you whiteboard this thing out in your head or on paper or you make it up as you go? That's interesting. So, uh, no, uh, ideally I would have known where I was going. I would have scouted this location. I would have picked the room that I wanted to do this in. I would have picked the correct model or picked the ideal model, done wardrobe and makeup for this location, figured out what special effects, i.e. the fog I wanted in there, all that stuff. In the case of this particular shot, we were wandering around this castle looking for interesting things to shoot with models in tow and a stylist and a makeup artist. And we went up to this room. I was with a, another photographer. His name's Tim Engel. We went up to this room and I was like, oh, I want to do this kind of shot. What's in here? Oh, there's a chair. Oh, look at that rocking horse in the corner there. I set it up real quick, put the model in the chair and had the assistant put some fog in the background. I had another assistant run up, give the chair some motion and then quickly run out of the scene. All the while this is happening, I'm rolling 4K video. The, the GH4 is on a tripod and I just rolled 4K video while all this stuff is unfolding. And I'm just directing in the background, like saying, OK, yeah, give me some more fog. Yeah, good. OK, go rock the chair again. Good. You I had another person on the fly is what you're telling me. on the fly. Yeah. I had another person with a flashlight on her face. That was the oh, main. Wait, light okay. source. I was going to get into that. I was going to get into that because this location is is haunting in and of itself. 
And um, haunted. By the way, where is the location? Just so we know. Yeah, the location. The it is a castle called Preston Castle, and it is located in Ione, I O N E, California, and it is one of the most quote haunted places in California. Some say the United States. You were allowed to get in there with no problem. Correct. Yeah, they 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 have what they, what's known as a photo day every now and then. I think maybe it's once a quarter where for us for a couple of hours during that particular day, they allow photographers to come in and have free run of the place and you can do whatever you want. And like I mentioned, that photographer that I know, Tim Engel, has a special relationship with the castle and he was able to pull some strings to allow us to stay in there longer. So, yeah, that was it. So, yeah, you're right. The shot was completely on the fly, thinking on your feet. You mentioned a flashlight, and I was going to ask you about that because you've got the leading lines going back to the corner that's centered. You've got her almost on a rule of thirds. You chose when you walked into the room to put the windows behind her as a backlight. Yes. And so to the right, that is not a softbox to the right. That no, there is no softbox in this room. This room is knit is lit naturally. So all that now this late afternoon light coming in that room, there's nothing on the windows so that you, if, if the windows weren't blown out like that and overexposed, you'd be able to see the trees and whatever outside. Um, and then just, just off camera to the right, there's someone holding the flashlight above their head, aiming down on her face. And I'm behind the camera, a camera position, directing everyone saying, yeah, give me more light on her face. Okay. Go rock the horse again. Okay. The smoke's going away. Run back there. Give me some more smoke. You know, all you, the you while just, running for the rock the horse again. You had to somebody run it, have somebody run out there and rock the horse periodically. Yeah. Periodically. Yeah. Just because I needed to get it right. I knew in my head what the shot was going to be, which is this. No, no one else knew. Like no one else knew what a cinemagraph was or what I was trying to do. They just knew that I was asking them to do things, you know, and that I was recording video. Amazing. Even, even the smoke is the perfect amount. And because of the way the window light is compared to the dark room, the, the window light being so hot, you can see the smoke. It's it's the perfect amount. I mean, truly a brilliant shot. Now it's black and white here. Mm-hmm. The video was not. I'm assuming. Correct. Yeah, the video was not. Yeah, I shot it in color. I did the conversion to black and white inside Cinemagraph Pro. Now you're shooting video mm-hmm. with a camera, a normal stills type camera. Mm-hmm. Exposure, obviously, because of frame rate when you're dealing with video is going to be different. Yep. So you know all of that. So for your exposure, do you happen to know off the top of your head what you had this at? I don't know off the top of my head for that room. And you're right. The exposure is going to be different. But because we're doing something that's going to be frozen and the only thing that's motion, I had a lot of latitude. Right. So right, um, right. I believe, you know, I want to say off the top of my head, I was shooting at something like a 30th of a second um, for the shutter speed and probably at a relatively small aperture. Um, probably somewhere around five, six or eight. But again, yeah, you, you brought up a good point with, with the intended output being a still, you don't have to worry as much about the, the standard rule for video with a DSLR of staying at 60 or one twentieth or something, something. Exactly. To that effect. exactly. And you know, the, the model, when she sat on the chair, I told, she knew what was going on. I just said, you know, remain as still as you can while, you know, until I say we're good and keep your eye on the horse and that's it. You know, I love the angle of her neck and her head. Yeah, she's good. In she this, good. absolutely amazing. So, phenomenal shot. I just got to tell you, I, I, I honestly, like I say, the first time I looked at this, I couldn't stop looking at this thing. And Thank still you. right now, I'm, I'm watching that little rocking horse move. 
And I find it absolutely fascinating that this thing just, no matter what you do, just keeps moving. Yeah. And, and I just think Isn't it's it a cool? beautiful I mean, show. You know, if I wanted to try getting into a cinemagraph. Yeah. You've done it. Where would you suggest that somebody start? Oh, man, I would definitely start by getting inspired um, and looking at what other people are doing. So oh, obviously you can go to Google and type cinemagraph and kind of see what other people are doing to search cinemagraph. Um, but an ideal way, uh, in my opinion, to go would be to go to Flixel's website, Flixel.com. And they've built a gallery of curated cinemagraphs. And people are doing some insane things there. I mean, they're, like this one, I, I consider this one, the one I did is pretty good. But there are people that are doing like some things that you wouldn't even think of because it's cinemagraphs are a completely new art form for photography. You know, we had this thing a couple of years ago about fusion, you know, the merging of stills and video and creating a new product. But this is something different. This is something where you can tell uh, a three dimensional story in one frame. You know, and, you know, I'll tell yeah. you, one, one of the, for this particular shot, I would have done a, several things differently. In fact, I may reimagine it and execute it again. Um, but the things that I would have done differently are I probably would have animated that fog layer so that she's sitting there, the horse is rocking and the fog is also moving in the background. So I probably would have done that. And then the other thing I probably would have done is introduce some sound into it. So a little creak. Oh of the rocking horse creaking repetitiously over time. And then maybe some ambient sound like wind blowing or something in there just to give it a little more creepiness. So that would have given it that, you know, a fourth dimension, you know, of, of interactivity. That, that brings up an interesting point though. And that is if you tried to, because this is, it's a still frame, but you have a loop of mm -hmm. the rocking chair. So if you tried to put sound in, yeah. It would have to almost be a repetitive pattern, though, wouldn't it? Wouldn't wouldn't that kind of kill the sound effect if you couldn't have it show up? Well, I guess you could do a longer loop. You could do a longer loop. Yeah. What I would do is do a do a longer loop and have it go over maybe four or five seconds or so and then seamlessly blend back into the beginning again so that it is a loop, but it won't have it wouldn't have that jarring you know, back to the gotcha. beginning again, you would never know when it ended or when it started. So it went, and that would add to the creepiness as well. Cause you're, oh, yeah. you're fooling the ears as well as the eyes, you know? <laughs> and, and I, I absolutely love the idea of having the smoke move too. I think that would be great. So yeah. again, great shot. I so appreciate your being here today and, and talking about the shot and the making of the shot and how people can get into cinemagraph and stuff like that. Yeah. If people want to know more about you, where can they go? Uh, well, I have my own website, frederickvan.com. That's my personal website. It's got a little bio there and some of my work on there. Um, I don't update it as frequently as I should because I'm so, I work so hard on the other thing that we're doing, which is thisweekinphoto.com, which is the network of shows that we're, that we're building. So any one of those two locations, uh, frederickvan.com or thisweekinphoto.com, or like you mentioned at the top of the show, mediabytes.com. Okay. And for the This Week in Photo, we might as well do a little plug here really quick because you've got some, I mean, what I consider to be some of the dictionary definition shows for, for photography podcasting because you've got, you know, Valerie Jardin um, and her, her street focus. Yeah. A bunch of other ones. So, so throw out some of the, the topics or show titles that you've got on This Week in Photo. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, like you mentioned, Street Focus is our street photography show. We've got Your Itinerary, uh, which is a travel photography show with Rob Knight. Um, we've got uh, All About the Gear, which is a show that's hosted by Doug Kay and Gordon Lang. And that's, as the title might lead you to believe, it's all about the gear. They take one piece of cam- one piece of gear, a camera or a lens or something, and they just sort of dissect it and do a, a two-person review on that. Um, we've got Twip Talks, which is what I host, and we've just added um, another show to the network called The Candid Frame, which has been around. It's been a show that's been around for a while, hosted by Iberian X Perillo. He's a, a street photographer based in L.A. He's been doing a podcast for several years now. We've we've embraced him and brought him into the Twip family. So now The Candid Frame is now part of the Twip network, and there's several others that are that are. Uh, in various stages of negotiations to come in. So when all is said and done, the TWIP network will be kind of a one-stop shop conglomerate of photography, news, reviews, education, edutainment, all that stuff. You know, the way I found you was because I'm a, I'm a TWIP listener, long time this week in photo listener. Thank you. Um, catalog of shows that you've got right now is so well-rounded and so good. And the, the one you said you also do the interview show, mm-hmm. I find as being, you know, captivating thank you i appreciate that yeah and on the on the horizon um, for your show only i'll reveal some of the things that are that are coming out later so we are we are uh working on a uav show which is a drone photography show so that's good you like them right i'm i'm the boss i get to do what i (laughs) and i want one i get to justify it yeah deductible Uh, yeah, yeah. So we're doing that. And then we're also Joseph Lenaski, who's a really good friend of mine. He also runs photoappsexpert.com. Um, the, um, the show that he's going to be hosting is all obviously about photo apps. So both mobile from Android, iOS, um, tablet and Mac and Windows software that pertains to photographers that's coming the new existing existing software and new software. He'll be doing short reviews on that on the network as well. Oh, looking forward to some of those. Absolutely. Yeah. And then if people want to find you social media wise, I know you're on Google plus you're also on Twitter. It's what at Frederick van. Yeah. I'm everywhere at Frederick van. Yeah. Well, so again, I can't say first of all, thank you for, uh, for jumpstarting me into deciding, yeah, you know what? I got to pull the trigger on this because yeah. it's you that made me do that. Uh, and secondly, I, I appreciate your being my first guest on behind the shot. Uh, to everybody watching, tell your friends if you like it. Make sure you join us again next time as we take a, a little peek inside the mind of a great photographer because, you know, in the end, all that really matters is the shot, and we'll try and get behind the shot. Mm-hmm.